0: It is Friday, and my name is Joe, and this is uh, uh, the Joe Show, which is a part of the show called Kind of Right. And usually I have my co-host Al with me, and Al has been out for about two weeks. We try to do this show Tuesdays and Thursdays every week because consistency is important. If we ever want to gain any listenership other than the three or four of you that are listening now, and maybe it's down to two. Could be one, but I have, uh, if you listen to my last, uh, monologue show, which is, uh, was basically about race and, and basically my view on, on the African-American situation in in this country on the, uh, and my conclusion, which probably wasn't all that clear to everybody is that, uh, the only thing that's going to fix this isn't a Democrat or a Republican. It's going to be time. And I think things are getting better. But there's been some interesting news, and it's kind of been a slow news period. Um, I don't know whether that has anything to do with being spring, or maybe there's just not a lot happening. I mean, we have we have a lot of things that are, that are uh, put out there as news, you know, like this... Uh, You know, I have a terrible memory. The problem is, is I can't remember the name of the lawyer who was, uh, they went in and busted into his office, and this was Trump's lawyer who apparently paid this woman, Stormy Daniels, off. And you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. Let me tell you, this is how much Stormy Daniels and this lawyer, who cares? You know, think about it like this. Well, if the, if there's a law that was broken by the Trump's lawyer paying off a porn star who Trump fucked, uh, okay, what is it? Tell me what what law they broke. They gave this woman apparently 130 grand. Trump says he doesn't know anything about it. He's probably lying, but. I mean what how how other than just being another reason to jump up and down and hate Donald Trump, what difference does it make as the words of Hillary Clinton while talking to Trey Gowdy in the here again to Benghazi? What difference does it make? I'll tell you something though that's interesting that uh a lot of presidents in the past, Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama have been trying to solve. And that issue is what to do with this lunatic regime in North Korea. Now, this is a this is a really unique place. You, you gotta you gotta think of this in the in the world, how how connected we all are today, how easy it is to you can speak to anyone almost anywhere in the world with with impunity uh well maybe not if you're in china but but you can you can speak on the phone uh you can email you can you can stare at the person on the computer if you're using skype there are a just a host of ways of uh talking to people we're very connected and and you know that that has led to a a world that's much. Uh, you know we're all much more. Distance has been has been uh, shortened by the, our technology. The technology that well, when I say our, I didn't invent any of this shit. But the technology that's been invented that we have now that that's at our disposal that's relatively inexpensive. I mean these the cell phones are incredible. Uh, Although staring at your cell phone while you're on a date, both of you staring at a cell phone at a restaurant, which I see all the time, is fucking horrible. I tend to leave my, I do have a smartphone and I still have a flip phone. And the only reason I have a smartphone is because I would never be able to reach my daughter if I didn't have one. So I'm able to text her, which is the only way to get her. Uh, but that house just that that phone sits in the house, and the only phone that I use is the uh, to communicate on. Really, is the flip phone. So, so getting back to North Korea is one of the th- this. Th- there's been, you know, there's there's three generations. There's the there's the grandfather who's who's was the head of the whole deal, and. You know, I should know this before I'm going to talk about it, but I don't know how he came to power. The first Kim. And then there was Kim Jong-il, Jong-il, who was in power since his dad died, say, for 30 or 40 years. And this place, uh, and then well, he died, and now we've got Kim Jong-un, who is the, the young... Uh, the young guy that's uh, fucking crazy, although he's not crazy. He's certainly certainly megalomaniacal, and he was brought up to be that way. Um, And this country is a country that it's hard to even imagine that something like this could exist. And I don't know how old all of you are. Um, I don't know if any of you are old enough to remember what it was like to uh, you know, watch television and watch things about what happened in East Germany and trying to go from East Germany to West Germany. And, uh, you know, they built the wall between East Germany and West Germany so that they could, uh, well, it was East and West Berlin, actually, so they could keep the East, not to keep people out, but from to keep their people in because nobody wanted to fucking be there. And it was a horrible, it was a horrible situation, and it was the, uh, You know, basically the end of the Soviet Union um, shortly after Reagan left. And Reagan gets a lot of credit, but probably too much credit because there was no way that the Soviets were going to be around for very much longer anyway. The writing was on the wall. I think Reagan just made it happen a little quicker, which I guess the the shorter amount of time that 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 thing existed, the Soviet Union, uh, the better. And uh, under Putin, we don't really know what's happening. But Kim Jong-un, or Il, is it? no No, Il was the second one. He's fucking dead. And then Kim Jong-something or other was the first one. And, uh, but this guy has been, in this regime, I should say, has been a real pain in the ass. Because they sit, North Korea sits right on top of South Korea. And there is a two and a half mile wide uh, border between North and South Korea that is we've, we've got, when I say we, the United States of America has uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 50,000 troops and you know support and all that stuff and all kinds of military shit. And we're ready to go with the South Korean military on the south side. And on the north side, there's something in the neighborhood of, I've heard, you know, estimates of around a million men. And, you know, 50,000 uh, big guns ready to, you know, shell the South Koreans. So this place has been a real pain in the ass. And I think while the Cold War was going on, certainly while we were fighting the North Koreans in the, in the early 50s, that it was a good thing to uh, for the Soviets and the Chinese, who are also communists, to kind of run a proxy war with Nor- using North Korea. And the Chinese basically uh, well essentially they they gave North Korea most of their weaponry, and as the United States got very close to the Chinese border, uh, well the Chinese said well we can't we can't have them winning so about a million Chinese came screaming across the border, and that was pretty much the end of the uh, the Korean War that the United States was involved in. And uh you know so since the 50s this regime has existed and uh it's pretty much it's a closed society. You can't you know unless you're Dennis Rodman, you can't get in there. And these crazy fuckers have been I mean they've got people that are starving to death. They can't feed their people. They have no interest in feeding their people. They're they're you know they they take their kids and they're brainwashed. I mean, you think the Nazi youth was brainwashed? These people are fucking out of it. They are they are brainwashed to think that this this the Kim dynasty, the Kim the Kim family is, are, are, you know, not just their leader, but they are a deity. They are in fact a uh, you know this is as close to God as you're going to get, in a man. And uh, the interesting thing after all I've, I've watched Bill Clinton try to solve it I've watched uh, I've watched George Bush jr or W try to solve it and I've watched George Bush um, uh, George Bush jr. I, I just uh, W try to solve it I've watched Barack Obama try to do something with it and uh, with all, all of them failed. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think Clinton probably made it probably made it worse because he seemed to have given the most. Because, you know, what, what North Korea tends to do is they start starving, and then they start saber-rattling, and then we make some sort of an agreement with them and give them a bunch of shit, a bunch of food and stuff, which isn't a bad idea to feed their people, but we also give them, you know, hard currency and shit like that. And uh, and then they f- they just go fuck you and they don't honor the agreement. Well, for all of you that uh, hate the Donald, and you know, I can understand why there's so many on the on the left and the right that really don't like Donald because Trump is such a... Uh, He's he's not a this is a guy people said Barack Obama was a statesman. You know, I've heard that said several times. He came across no matter what you thought of Barack Obama. He is a he seems like he's a pretty decent guy. He's not going to say anything to offend anyone. He's not going to do anything that's offensive. Uh, he's not brash. He doesn't come across as overly. Even though he's a very, you know, you can't be president without having a level, an ego, and a level of self-confidence that's off the charts. But Barack Obama came off as humble. Um, these are traits, you know, humble, uh, being a humble person, a uh, dignified person. These are these are traits that we look for in our leaders. And in this particular leader, we don't really have it. And so he says whatever the fuck he wants. He seems to be able to do anything that he wants. Um, He probably does a lot of lying. But I'll tell you what, he's the first guy that has gotten the Koreans. This Kim Jong-un is shitting his fucking pants. There is no question He is absolutely shitting his fucking pants because the Oons have finally met somebody and which, who's, who's, uh, I think they've met somebody who they understand. This is somebody who, who they look at and they go, holy shit, this guy's not like all the other ones. He's he's not fucking around. He talks about having the bigger nuclear button and the one that works, and that if you ever get a long-range missile developed, we are going to end your country, and basically said we're we're going to blow up your country. You will not exist. And now that is a brash, hard, awful uh, way to have to deal with somebody. But you know something. Sometimes there's folks that need to be dealt with that way. And strangely enough, this may have worked. Uh, Because the North Koreans agree to end war and pursue denuclearization. And I don't think they're screwing around. Because if we're going to have Trump in there for the next six years, and for those of you who are thinking that, you know, you can you can stop on me all three. Of you. Uh, if somebody beats Trump, I don't think Trump's I don't think Trump's beatable. Uh, he will do anything to win. You know, if he wants. To, you're talking about a guy who has been in the spotlight for forty years, and I kind of picked up on Trump when I was in college and have you know a, had a casual I, I never watched this his, his The Apprentice show, but this guy has staying power and he's not crazy. Uh, he's not politically correct, which is, you know, I, I, I voted for him and I still I still think it was a good decision. And I'll probably vote for him again because this country needs somebody. And here's what happens. I, I wanted to get kind of go, so let's, let's hope that the Korea thing works out and we can get to some place where we're not worrying about, uh, although I don't think anybody's doing a lot of worrying, but, you know, it's not a good idea to have Korea that has a missile that maybe could hit California and that we couldn't shoot out of the, out of the sky. You know, and if you if they have anything, I mean, you got to remember the nuclear weapons that were used in Japan in World War Two were tiny compared to the weapons that are, you know, that we have today. Uh, I'm not I I don't specifically I should know this. I don't specifically know the kilotonnage of the weapons that North Korea has. I know that they're not thermonuclear, but they're larger than Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And one of those hitting anywhere in California would be a bad thing. It would be a bad day for the country, much worse than 9/11. So we don't need that. And maybe it took a guy like Trump. Maybe you just need a Trump every fifty or hundred years to just shake the shit out of things. There's another thing going on, and it kind of I I saw that uh, I saw that this kind of ties into what I was talking about on the on my, uh, my second solo show here on Kinda Right, um, which is the African-American community, and uh, I don't, uh, I'm not a uh, Kanye West fan, I don't know much about Kanye West, uh, I don't dislike Kanye West, I, I actually try to listen to rap music, because, you know, I try to give everything a you know, everything a chance. A lot of people said it was good. I listened to it. I can't fucking stand it. And uh, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that it's not for me. Um, I, and like I said, I, I've never really followed Kanye West, but Kanye West is in the news. And, uh, you know, it hasn't done anything that is, is in my mind, Crazy. But I think he's done something that's because I get my news from two sources. Um, I go to Real Clear Politics, which is a um, both the Drudge Report, which which might some might say is a right leaning uh, news gatherer, and Real Clear Politics, which I think anybody would say might is pretty much down the middle. Um, these are these are just news consolidation sites. So if you want to see the headlines of every single newspaper in the United States um, that uh, you know that means anything, the LA Times, New York Times, uh, Washington Post, um, you know, Miami Herald. Uh, if you want to see what the headlines are from major news outlets and from major newspapers, Real Clear Politics and the Drudge Report will give you that list. And it's a good place to, you can pick up on a headline and then go and click on the story and read it. And I guess the thing is, Trump Kanye West said something. And I guess he said a lot of things. And I guess this is all on Twitter. Another uh, uh, social media platform that I I don't use. Uh, I I created an account at one time and I just, I don't understand what you're supposed to do. I guess I'm just not that interested in, in you know typing what I think, but it seems to have worked for a lot of celebrities and it seems to work for uh, Kanye West because he's made the news. And basically what Kanye has said, and I'm paraphrasing, is that, look, Barack Obama was in office for eight years. Barack Obama is our first black president, and Barack Obama did nothing to help black people. And you can be a statesman; you can be a statesman like as you want, but if you can't. Barack Obama inherited a real mess when he, when he got into office from George W. Bush. There's no question about it. Nobody can argue that, that he wasn't. I mean, really, the wheels almost came off the economy. And he got the shit end of that. But he was able to clean that up. Um, and, wh- you know, the presidents always get the blame for the economy, and they always get the credit for the economy, even though it has probably very little to do with them. Um, you know, there's some, they're being, they're being told, you know, they're being advised by extremely smart people and, uh, you know, eventually, eventually it's going to turn around whether they have anything to do with it or not. The worst thing a president can do, I think, is probably get too involved and try to, you know, do too many things. You know, you kind of just have to let it shake itself out and, um, and let the people that know what they're doing, you know. Uh, Like, bailing out the banks wasn't anybody's favorite thing, but um, we had a choice between bailing out the banks or losing uh, our financial institutions as we knew them and our world as we know it. I mean, I don't think anybody, if you really uh, watch some of these documentaries that are out there on the the 2008 crash, uh, how close we came to having all capital and all credit basically freeze up. And uh, that's a thing that you can't have happen. I mean, I'm just a pee hole in the snow as far as, you know, a capitalist goes. But I need capital. I need banks to loan me money so that I can build houses and turn around and sell them and then pay the bank back plus a little interest. And if I can't get that, I can't continue. And if my customers can't get loans to buy my houses then I'm not going to be selling any houses no, no matter how much the bank's willing to lend me to build them. So capital is an extremely important part of our, uh, you know, lending is an extremely important part of our economy. And uh, many businesses rely on, you know, there are businesses that, you know, they don't get paid for 90 or 120 days. So they've got, you know, they've got invoices that are out. And they've got accounts payable supposedly coming in, but they don't have the money, but you have to pay payroll. And I mean, so this was affecting the economy in ways that that I or nor you could imagine. Um so we uh we gave Hank Paulson a whole shitload of money and he basically the tarp thing and we were able able to stabilize um financial systems under happened started happening under Bush and then happened under Obama and uh, we we're off and running but the thing that getting back to Kanye West is that the thing that was interesting is that you know Kanye basically said what why is it that we all have to you know we, we all have to th- on this side of the, the aisle, We why are we all you know what why is this constant drumbeat about how bad Trump is? Trump hasn't, uh, he, he certainly wants to do more for black people than Barack Obama seems to. And it gets back to that, well, because we like our presidents to, presidents to be statesmanlike. And I keep coming back to, would you rather, let's put it this way, Barack Obama was not a bad guy. I don't think he's an evil person. Uh, I think he's taken a lot of $500,000 speaking engagements from Wall Street banks and I think he did that before he got into office, but hey, he was our president for eight years. Is he a terrible guy? No. Was he a statesman? I don't know. The thing I do know is that Barack Obama never really ran anything in his entire life. He became president after being a state senator for a while. I think he was a U.S. senator for about two years and uh, ran for president. So electing Barack Obama might might seem like a wonderful thing, but what you essentially did, and, and I mean nobody's ready for the presidency, but Barack Obama was uniquely unqualified to be president. Uh, Hillary, you know, Hillary Clinton was way more qualified to be president than Barack Obama. Now, say what you want about Trump— and you can sit there and say, "Yeah, his Dad gave him all his money." And but if you go and actually look at the facts, Trump built buildings in Manhattan. Um, he got shit done in Manhattan. And if you can build a building in Manhattan and make a shitload of money on it, you're not a dumb person, and you know how to get some shit done, and you know how to get through some, you know how to work through some political systems and through some through some red tape. And you know what it's like to have to I mean on a small level I know what it's like having to be able to deal with the town as far as zoning issues and building permit issues and you know all all this trash. Imagine building a skyscraper. It's uh, it's just got to be unbelievable. And to have the tenacity to stick around and, and make that happen means that you're not a, you're not a dumb guy. You're not an idiot. And uh, he was able to do this, and he did it pretty much by himself. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the casinos down in New York, in uh, New Jersey. But, you know, something, there used to be two places in this country where you could gamble. And that was Nevada and New Jersey. So you could go out to Las Vegas, or you could go to Atlantic City. And now you can gamble, I don't know if in every state, but... You can gamble almost, uh, I'm, I guarantee you, there's a gambling place within an hour or two of pretty much everybody in the United States. So if you put all your eggs into a, the Atlantic City basket, and I don't know who's been to Atlantic City or not, but Atlantic City is an absolute shithole. No one would go there other than a casino. It's not a place where, well, let's go to Atlantic City anyway because it's such a wonderful place. No. Atlantic City is not a wonderful place. It's a dump, and uh, so if you build, he had three casinos down there, and I'm try, I'm I'm thinking he had four. They were wildly successful up until he built the Trump Taj Mahal, which he took over from Resorts International, and he made a big mistake because. The recession of the 1990s, which, st- you know, probably started in 88 and uh, went through till 93 or so, uh, just it was an awful recession. And I, I never thought, because being in, the, in real estate myself, I mean, I, uh, they were setting up offices. The, when I say they, the, the federal government was setting up offices because there used to be these things called savings and loan banks. And basically you would go in there and you'd get up you'd put some deposit money down and and a bunch of people would do that and then they would loan monies out to mortgages and builders. Well once deregulation went through after Reagan, the savings and loan people thought that they were they were wizards and they started getting into investments that they had no idea what they were doing. So we had a big savings and loan collapse. There was a lot of nefarious and malevolent shit going on on too. But I remember going to what they called the Resolution Trust Corporation at the time and buying property directly from the federal government that used to belong to a person who borrowed money from a savings and loan. And if you looked at the chain of title, which is the path that the property follows... Until it ends up where it's where you're buying it from. I mean, it went through several savings and loans, each of which went out of business. So it was a hor- pretty horrible real estate um, real estate collapse in the '90s, and that's why I was so surprised to see it again in 2008. And now I'm not going to be surprised if we see it again. But Trump had basically had bought a bunch of shit, and then that happened, and he financed the taj mahal buying junk bonds because nobody else would finance them. so he had an interest rate of you know he was paying an interest rate of 13 14% so you know if if you can't pay the if you can't pay the bills in your corporation you go bankrupt that's the deal and that's why it's there so you can try to restructure and maybe pay off some some people that are owed some money, and usually the the investors get paid last, because if you're buying if you're buying junk bonds, first of all they're called junk bonds, so if you're buying junk bonds thinking that you've got a safe investment, well you're an idiot, and second of all, you know it's got a whatever it had a triple B rating or whatever a junk bond is triple C rating. I'm not a financial guy, um, you know it's it's shit. So, you're, you're taking the chance that this is going to work, um, and you get paid a very high interest rate, but that chance that it's going to work is much less than, say, on a AAA bond. And uh, that's what happened. And, you know, sure, some subcontractors got fucked, and that's always horrible, but, I mean, it happens. You take a chance. When you go to work for somebody, you take a chance. These guys that come work for me. They they do their work, then they come to me and get paid. Um I know a lot of guys who did, you know, whether it be a driveway or did the the drywall and plastering. They did houses for builders much larger than myself and had four or five jobs under their belt and and just didn't get paid. Guy goes bankrupt and, uh, you know, that's it. It's all over. There's there's nothing for you to do. So, you know, that is a... uh, that happens in business, so you know all the shit about um, the Trump bankruptcy is, uh, you know, pretty much inflated. And I know I've gotten wildly off track. The point of what I'm trying to say here is, I'm getting back to Kanye West, who is sort of favoring, not you know, I don't think he's in the in the tank for Donald Trump, but I think what he's saying is, why have people of color, been so, uh, so devoted to the democratic party and it, and it's a, it, especially lately, so in the last 20 years, I don't understand if you were, nothing has, I don't see much in the way of good happening in our inner cities. Um, Due to Democrats being in office, I mean, Democrats. You know, I, I'm a, I'm not an anti-union person. I think the the union, unions of uh, both public sector and private sector, more so private, uh, public, uh, private sector unions have, you know, made, they, they basically carved out a middle class, or it certainly helped carve out a middle class, which we're sort of losing today. You know, you can't have nine people with all the money and everybody else is fucking broke. You know, so it's, it doesn't work very well. But when you have a teacher's union, and there's nothing wrong with having a teacher's union, except for if you have a teacher's union that's modeled after a, uh, it's, it, it, which it is, it's modeled after, say, a car manufacturing union, it is really the wrong way to go about it because essentially the car manufacturing union works like this. It works by seniority. So, you know, if you're a guy that's been putting lug nuts on for 37 years and there's going to be some layoffs, the guy that's been working there for 25 years is going to get laid off before you do. Now, if you're a teacher and you're a fucking bum and you're not teaching your class anymore and your kids, the kids aren't learning anything, and the, a layoff is going to come, or somebody wants to get rid of you in your tenured, which is another thing that uh, people don't quite, I certainly don't understand why you give, you know, after 10 years you give somebody, you know, basically a, you'd have to kill somebody to be fired. I don't, why, why would you do that? I mean, you, makes, you, you make it more comfortable for someone to become a bum. Um, that affects a lot of children, and it, it it affected me directly. I mean, so anecdotally, I understand it. I mean, I had a fucking horrible English teacher, and, and in a very important grade, it was you know seventh or eighth grade, where you're learning about verbs, and to this day, I don't know what a fucking verb is, or a or an adjective, or anything like that. So, you know, it's it's something that. Uh, it's something that affects kids. So if you have shitty schools and shitty teachers in inner cities and you can't get rid of the school or the teachers because of the union that's in place, then I believe that's that. And, and the people that are paying the price are, you know, not only are you disadvantaged because you're you're an African-American and you're looked down on more so than a white person would be of the same age, Um, you're also getting a shittier education. And that is not helping anybody out. So you you have less opportunity to begin with, and who's going to hire you after you get the shit education? And then there's no easy way to get back to college. So I don't know. It's just... uh, it's crazy. I'm going to take a little break here and then come back and we'll talk about this a little bit more. Believe it or not, I'm back after uh, a break after three days. And uh, well, I think we're just going to end it here. I've said enough for this program and uh, we will see you on the next one. Thank you, folks, and thank you for listening. And we're kind of right, and if you know somebody that would like to listen to Kind of Right, please tell them, and we appreciate your listenership. Take care.